that meditation, it's really about sitting down and allowing the thoughts to flow through your mind and, and allowing whatever comes up to be recognized, to have a presence, and then allow it to dissipate or dwell on it. The, the struggle that I have as an, as an A-type personality and an entrepreneur and somebody who's always getting after it is that when I was sitting down to meditate prior to my tech company and what we're doing here in Harmony Interactive and in Harmony Media, was the thoughts that would flow through my mind were always the to-do list. Welcome to the Picture of Wealth, or TPOW as we call it. I am your host, Dustin Service. Have you ever heard someone tell you you need to meditate or get in a meditative state and scratch your head thinking, I'm not the type of person for that, or how do you even do that? I'm too busy. I'm too hard charging. Well, today's guest, Craig Goldberg, is going to break down how people are doing it that not would have ever thought they could ever meditate. And again, it's a very open and honest podcast on a lot of these meditations might not be the meditations you're thinking. He even talks about a certain technology that he and his partner are promoting and have built and are helping people get into meditative state and make significant changes in their life. And again, he had a story where 10 years ago, his wife uh, had signs of illness, test after test, they couldn't figure out what it was. And it was one simple thing that they figured out and they changed. And that was gluten. And again, from that point on, he's been on a quest on a wellness. He admits he's a terrible or was a terrible meditator and always look for ways to make it a shortcut or, you know, get through it faster and, and speed up the learning curve. And then he had an experience in 2016 and I won't ruin it, but he shares a lot about what this simple tool is and has now become part of their main business. And so meditation is the first half of this podcast. The second half, it gets into business and what it's actually like owning a semi, um, a product company, yet a tech company and how building out that business model and that what that journey's been. So it's, it was a great, uh, you know, if you're into mindset and you're into, you know, kind of meditating and, and getting your mind right and getting your cells aligned and, and making intentional moves and having things change in your life. And that is the first half. The second half gets into more of the business, but he does a great job of weaving both those two mediums together. So without further ado, Craig Goldberg. All right, Craig, I'm excited for this podcast. And again, we've uh, we've briefed each other on a couple interesting things that I was not aware of. And now I'm even more excited about this podcast. So Craig Goldberg, thanks a lot for being on the show today. Thanks so much for having me, Dustin. I appreciate you and it's a pleasure to be here. We are talking uh, mindfulness and, uh, you know, meditation. And again, I'm I'm hoping for, for some of the listeners who are not... Uh, people who meditate that you can give us some real applicable things. Cause again, as a person who, uh, whose wife, you know, deeply studies, just came back from a one week, you know, meditation retreat. Uh, I'm, I'm up to speed and not definitely like her, but I am aware of there's meditation can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. So help, you know, business owner, you're a business owner, go getter people. Hey, you know, Craig, I don't have time to meditate, you know, yeah, so I love so, that one. What am I what am I doing here? And how, you know, how is this meditation gonna get to the top of my radar? Like everything's fighting for a place on the radar. So totally. what is the meditation gonna do for me? So two part question. You got both? Absolutely. So look, I wish I could show you my calendar and and I wish you could hear what's going on on the other side of this door right now <laughs> between my wife and my daughter. I have a two and a half year old running around the house, super opinionated. Love it. Love it. You know, exactly, right? Like you, you get it. And I'm an entrepreneur and I run a business from this office and and I get it. Here's what I can tell you. There's a reason why all of the top performing CEOs 
folks that are doing investment that manage investment portfolios, athletes, Olympians, they all make time to meditate and they do prioritize that on their calendar each and every day. It's either part of their morning routine or their evening routine or when they need to take a break throughout the day, it's somewhere in there. And they're not, we're not talking about blocking an hour or two. We're not talking about a, a 10 day retreat or Vipassana, like your wife might've just gone into something like this is about taking a few minutes for yourself to quiet your mind so that you can focus, recalibrate and launch forward more powerfully than ever before. At the core of meditation and mindfulness, it's about resetting your nervous system. And we're going to talk a lot about what that means because it's super relative to anybody that wants to operate optimally. I really focus on optimal human performance. I'm a biohacker. I like to understand exactly what's happening biochemically in the body, the mind, the spirit. And I like to hack my own performance. I want the best possible performance I can get throughout the course of the day, whether I'm being a dad, whether I'm being an entrepreneur, a thought leader, a business partner, whatever it might be, I want the best version of myself to show up day in and day out. And the second part of that question is, I don't have time to meditate. And the flip side of that question is, I can't meditate, which was me, right? I was one of those people that <laughs> it was almost laughable. You want me to sit down and quiet my mind? Like that, <laughs> that that's just not happening, right? The thoughts. I'm still trying right? to get mine to rest into this podcast. Completely. All right. So, <laughs> so there's two parts to the terminology around this practice, and that is meditation and mindfulness. And there's, I think it's really important to kind of define the two. And, and mindfulness is really a singular focus of your mind. It's also a broader awareness, right? You can be mindful in your day-to-day, -day, but really what that mindfulness is in, in your general day-to-day -day is, is an awareness. Oh, be mindful of this, be mindful of that. You're just putting some time and attention, some care towards a very specific point. So when you're sitting down to practice mindfulness, it's typically focusing on a specific thought, maybe a visualization um, or, or a specific something. Right? That focus is the mindfulness. Meditation, meditation is really about sitting down and just being quiet and allowing the thoughts to flow through. It's not about quieting your mind and turning everything off. That does not happen. It doesn't happen for anybody. Right? It's and it's very difficult to teach and train. For me to sit down and teach you how to meditate, I can't teach you what to think or not think. Right? I can guide you. I can allow you to listen to my voice and I can say, okay, starting with your eyebrows, relax your eyebrows. And, and if you're doing it right, you will actually feel your forehead start to relax and you can work your way down your entire body. And that is certainly, it's a form of mindfulness and it's a form of meditation, but generally speak as the screams just flow. You oh, I, love it. I, I, I love that rush shit. Don't worry it's, about it. It's amazing. You might so, hear mine soon. I'm sorry. You might hear my kids soon. Uh, no, I love it. It's 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 just part of life. It's wonderful. So um, that meditation, it's really about sitting down and allowing the thoughts to flow through your mind and, and allowing whatever comes up to be recognized, to have a presence, and then allow it to dissipate or dwell on it. The, the struggle that I have as an, as an A-type personality and an entrepreneur and somebody who's always getting after it is that when I was sitting down to meditate prior to my tech company and what we're doing here in Harmony Interactive and in Harmony Media, was the thoughts that would flow through my mind were always the to-do list. What I wasn't doing, what I could be doing, what else could I be doing with the 10 minutes where I'm sitting here right now, or what am I going to do as soon as I get up? 
and maybe I should get up now. No, don't get up now. Sit here for a couple more minutes. And, and the mind just continues to ravel and ravel and ravel. Now, with our tech, and you can see the InHarmony meditation cushion, which is sitting right behind me, we use sound and vibration to distract your mind. So we say on our website, say goodbye to a distracted mind. But the reality is we are distracting your mind with sound and music. So when you're sitting on our meditation cushion, our sound lounge, our practitioner, or you're just listening to our app through a set of headphones while you're on the couch trying to relax. The only instruction is to lose yourself in the music. And, and we know this when we're listening to music that resonates with us, whether it's house music, hip hop, reggae, classical, whatever genre of music you are into, when that song comes on and it's just hitting in just the right way, nothing else is happening around you. It's just you in that moment. Maybe you're in the shower, maybe you're singing, whatever it might be. But when that song comes on and you, and it just hits just right, the sound, the quality, the, the all of the vibe is just on. Nothing else is happening around you. And that is a form of meditation. So we just use specific music, specific frequencies delivered in a very specific way to guide your mind, body, and spirit into that deep meditative state. And we can hold you there. And we can hold you there for long periods of time. And it's in those long periods of time where your body can rest. It's like getting good sleep. You're an entrepreneur, you're a dad right? You understand what it takes to do all the things that we need to do. How are you on two hours of sleep? You might be good for a day. You might be good for like four hours in the morning and like you can power through something. But if you're getting two hours a night, talk to your wife after after having a baby, right? Feeding every three hours and going through that process. I'm grateful to be just getting out of the diaper phase right now. But yeah. um, those those first six to nine months were we're pretty hectic and you're running ragged with lack of sleep. Meditation is a point in time, very much like sleep, where your mind can organize its desk and get itself pulled together so that you can charge forward in the next day. There's a phenomenal book uh, that I'll have to remember the name of as soon as I stop talking and uh, the power of full engagement. Yeah. And in that book, they talk about downtime being as important as uptime. And meditation is a form of that downtime. It's, it's just because I, I will get back to something, but it, just because you hit on the, it's usually when I'm on the way to the gym and some song comes on and you almost like let out like, a, ah, you know, like, it's like, it, what is, is there scientific backing on what that is or why that happens? Yeah, there's a few things and there's a few reasons. First of all, you have memories associated with that song. Um, right. So, and I'll give you a great example, even the other way. Um, I was listening to a track. I, we've got Spotify. absolutely love it. I run it on, you know, a little speaker in my kitchen as I'm getting ready and I'm getting the house ready and that sort of thing. And something came into my flow and I was like, California dreaming moms and the papas want to hear it. Spotify play. Right. And this song comes on and I'm just making my coffee. Like I do every morning. All of a sudden I started bawling. I mean, like bawling. Okay. My wife comes in, she's like, are, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I don't even now as I'm, as I'm talking about it, the tears are starting to back my eyes. And I don't know what that was all about. Like a memory that I had when I was a kid and, and something happened, it felt very gleeful, very happy, very uplifting. It wasn't a sad sorrow deep, you know? Um, but there was something in my physical body that reacted to that song coming on. And I was singing the words. And, and I remember when I was a kid, I had a record 
And I remember playing the Mamas and the Papas record and, and almost playing it at nauseum. And, and who knows what happened? Yeah. Very similarly, when you're going to the gym and that song comes on that's just right, it's probably a song that you've heard before. It's probably a song that has your resonance at a high level. It might be if you're on the way to the gym and it's part of a mix. Look, just about every elite athlete, as they're getting ready for their big game, they have headphones on as they're warming up. They're listening to their mix. It's different music for all of them. It could be smooth jazz for one of them. It could be hip hop or house music for another. It could be high intensity banging music for for others. It could be hardcore, um, whatever, it, rock and roll. I mean, there's so many different genres of music, but each of us resonate with different music and different styles of music at different times in our lives as well. I haven't listened to the Mamas and the Papas in probably 25 years, but for yeah. some reason, something popped in my head and I was like, Let's listen to this for a second. And it just brought all this stuff up. So is there, there is scientific like vibrations of your cells or something that. So in your limbic system, which is a subset of your nervous system, um, there are memories that are stored inside your limbic system that get unlocked with the five through the five senses. So things you might see, things you might smell, taste, hear, touch, all of a sudden start to bring you back like. The, look, Hollywood, I think, does a really nice job of of, picture, of of giving us a visual of what happens. And if you've ever like walked down a banister or someplace you've never been before and you touch the banister and all of a sudden you start to have some like memories flash of like, this is a similar texture to a banister that was in my parents' house when I was a kid. And, and all of a sudden you hear and you go back in this vision. You're still very present of what's going on, but all of a sudden you have like a, a vision of this experience. That is tapping into the cellular memory that you have stored in your body. Our bodies are 70, 90% water from the neck down, 93% water from the neck up. Water has a memory. There's some great work by uh, Dr. Masuro uh, that, uh, that talks about water having a memory. And, um, and look, this is the fringe side of science and research that we're just starting to get into, which I think is really interesting. We only know a fraction of what's actually happening in our bodies day in and day out. Um, but this, there is absolutely some science-based uh, research that has been done on these different music uh, and the vibratory experience that they bring forward as it attaches to different memories that we have. Well, I think it, it draws a huge parallel with wealth and, you know, the, the, the memories that we have, you're making memories, the, uh, the people you're with, the, the sounds, you know, that, that total experience uh, is, is something. And, and, and uh, I would, I would echo your thoughts and my uh my get choked up situation is uh, actually watching the voice or uh those shows where it's kids and so usually it's kids come out and it's like big kind of big buck teeth or you know the kid you know doesn't look like it's going to be very good and uh, they're nervous and then all of a sudden just like opera just like erupts out of their mouth and you just think Oh, it just puts a lump in your throat. My wife woke over. She's like, "Oh man, is that choking?" I'm like, "Yeah, that like I don't know why, but holy this man, kid just crushed it." Oh yeah, it's just like, how is that possible? Yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah. I think wellness in general and what you're talking about in memories and us paying attention to what's inside our bodies is a form of wealth and does affect someone's you know money mindset. It affects their their attitude in life. It affects how they view retirement. Uh, again, if we keep our bodies healthier, often I'm, you know, coaching on to keep your body healthier. You maybe can work, you don't have to grind it longer, but maybe you can work a job that, you know, you like longer. Maybe we work till we're 70 now 
because we we actually like it and our bodies are in good shape and, and they can do that, which means you can save less, which means you can spend more while you're alive. And so yeah. for a lot of people, that that mindset shift is uh is different. And so having you here, I'm super grateful and I want to maximize our time. But uh for those entrepreneurs, for is there routines, is there something that's kind of like the uh the gateway drug to like bigger meditation but it's like what what is like the 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 easy starts for the person that's your skeptic yeah absolutely and there's so much in there that i want to touch on by the way i mean look our bodies truly are a temple and the better you take care of your temple i think of when you're on the airlines and they say when you're traveling with children like put your mask on first right in the healing world it's it's really about if you, you know, one of the things i absolutely love is heal the healer so when i go to these events I'm always looking for the other people that are doing body work, that are doing energy work, that are working on other humans so that I can take care of them through my technology because they're, we all forget to take care of ourselves first. And entrepreneurs, it's the same thing. You bleed into your business. You focus on customers. You focus on your experience. You focus on production, whatever it might be. And even on the wealth management side of things, you pour yourself into your clients and and we oftentimes forget to take care of ourselves. So to answer your fantastic question, which is what's the entry level? The entry level is a download of our app. In fact, what we'll do is I will get you information that you can include in the show notes awesome. uh, with a link to a page where all of your listeners can go and actually get uh, a one year free of our app. You do need to subscribe. You do need to put your credit card in, but I will give to all of your listeners and anybody who's listening this for the next three months after it airs. Um, a one-year subscription to our app as my free Great. gift Thank you. Uh, and a pleasure for being here. So the easiest and the lowest hanging fruit, follow that link in the in the show notes, uh, download and set up our app and, and listen to it using AirPods, headphones, like the wonderful ones that you're wearing right now. Um, take a Bluetooth speaker. Everybody, mostly, most people have a Bluetooth speaker. Take that and put that right next to you. If you have two of them, put them next to you, right? Like use your existing sound system. Uh, do it in your car. Cars tend to have a great sound system. I don't recommend listening while you're driving. It is uh, designed to relax your nervous system, which is good if you're at a 10, but not good if you're already at a three. Mm -hmm. um, but um, but just get these frequencies around you and start to listen. Our music meditations range in duration from two minutes to two hours. Uh, I recommend the sweet spot being 11 minutes or 22 minutes as far as a session, a session would be considered. And Take time to just give yourself a few minutes relaxing with no, with no pressure and with a singular intention of to relax the mind, body, and spirit. Take a few deep breaths. It doesn't have to be an official breathwork session. Just in for four or five and hold. Exhale for four or five and hold. Exhaled for four or five beats. Um, and then inhale again. Just taking a few deep breaths and allowing your mind, body, and spirit to calm and relax into whatever it is that flows into your mind, body, and spirit, and, and really lose yourself in the music for 11 minutes. Start there, 22 minutes, build to there. And if you can go longer, we've got sessions that are 33, 66 minutes, up, like I said, up to two hours, and just give yourself a break. If you need an extra kick, if you need an extra push, if you need a little bit more, uh, shameless plug, I highly recommend investing in our technology and we'll include a link down there where folks can go and receive a 5% off discount uh, for listening to and finding us here on this podcast. 
with you, Dustin, and uh, as a gift that we can offer to them, um, consider investing in a meditation cushion, our In Harmony Practitioner, which is designed for body work, or our In Harmony Sound Lounge, which is our Cadillac, if you will. And that really top line experience of a fully immersive laid down, it's ergonomically designed. It has four transducers in it. This is the technology that's inside our tech. So what, are, what are we looking at? What is uh, like, what does that actually so, do? So this is called a tactile transducer. Um, it's a fancy word for half of a speaker. Um, inside here is a magnet. It connects through speaker wire, uh, you know, standard speaker cable, and it connects to an amplifier. Uh, we put four of these inside our sound lounge, two of these inside our practitioner, two of these inside our meditation cushion as well. And in essence, what's in here is a magnet that oscillates. That magnet is suspended between two springs. And the current that we offer in here um, is what starts to create the movement. 20 oscillations per second is a 20 hertz frequency. So um, just started to introduce frequency. So frequency is a waveform that starts at the top and goes to the bottom. That's one one rotation or one waveform. That's one hertz. Um, we measure sound in hertz. Human ear, the frequency response range of the human ear is 20 hertz to 20,000 hertz. And then just to put that in more perspective, um, that subwoofer that's in your home stereo system is typically 80 hertz and below. So we're talking about very low level frequencies. The formal body of research, if anybody's interested in looking it up, is called vibroacoustic therapy, V-A-T. Vibro, vibration, acoustic sound, obviously therapy. So we're talking about vibration sound therapy. And it's basically the study of specific frequencies and how they impact our physiology, our neurology, our anatomy. And this body of research goes back over 40 years. Through the link in the in the, in the the show notes, you'll be able to get a link to our website and uh, just look for the science tab and you can read white papers and peer-reviewed studies, as well as a lot of anecdotal research that we've done on how our technology can calm and relax your nervous system, how it can take you from sympathetic to parasympathetic. But to answer your question, the easiest way to start is download the app, take a listen to our music, and and set aside a certain amount of time every day. I'm big into morning routines, I'm big into evening routines, but just put in your calendar for 10 or 11 minutes to listen to some in-harmony music to give yourself that opportunity to relax before the chaos or during the chaos or after the chaos, whatever it is. I like transitions. After I get off of work, before I go back out there to be a dad, I'll drop in and listen to a meditation. Just sitting here in my chair, I'll sit back, just close my eyes. I got a decent sound system here on my computer. Just take a couple deep breaths to shift from this world back into that world um, and, and to help with that transition really powerfully. The world that you haven't talked about yet is uh, starting a technology company and for lots of people, uh, business is is what they do and business ownership. So fill us in on your entrepreneur journey of of from concept to making sales. Yeah, what Isn't what is that, that a fun road? Well, I, I I'm interested to hear it because I think hard products are uh, are interesting. I always you know my neighbor used to sell stuff on Amazon. And, uh, you know, from these hair towels to uh, a bag that a hairdryer goes in for a woman to travel. And I used to think, man, like you're over in Maui and you're making sales. This is so easy, but it's not. And it was a shit ton of work. And there's issues with with making things and the 
Chinese manufacturing port got backed up and on and on and on. The Canadian ports got backed up. It's it was it was not as easy. But help me understand what making you know sound vibration and and meditation tools. Entrepreneurism is something that is uh, certainly on fire, especially right now. Um, I've been an entrepreneur for twenty three years. I'm forty three years old since I was nineteen, so twenty four years. I started working full time when I was um, when I was nineteen years old, and um, this has been anything but an overnight success, no doubt. We just in Harmony Interactive, we've been building this technology for six years and evangelizing it and talking about it. Uh, November November of twenty sixteen, we rolled out our first sound lounge, and um, and it was really. It was really an idea, not necessarily from the back of a napkin, because vibroacoustic technology has been around for 40 years, but there was nobody that was doing it as well as we thought we could do it. And, you know, I think a lot of businesses like that, including your neighbor, who was like, man, that's a great bag for uh, for a hairdryer, but gosh, I could do it much better. And then figuring out the supply chain and figuring out manufacturing and figuring out warehousing and then figuring out the front facing customer experience and the website and email flows and follow-ups and automations. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a lot. I, I think one of the things that I'm particularly good at as an entrepreneur is sales marketing in front of house operations. My business partner, Dominic is phenomenal at logistics, manufacturing, and back of house operations. And between the two of us, we actually handle everything. Um, we have zero employees at in harmony interactive. Now I have 15 partner companies that we outsource just about everything to. So we have manufacturing companies that we outsource to. We have logistics and third-party logistics companies that we outsource to. We obviously leverage FedEx and Shopify and right. So web design and that sort of thing. I have four or five different marketing agencies that we work with, a PR agency that we work with, right? So there's a lot that goes into taking a business from a concept on a napkin into fruition. And, and the first four years of this business were tough. Uh, we are completely bootstrapped. We've taken no outside investment. Dominic and myself are 100% equity owners between the two of us. Um, that means it was a slow go. We funded this business through sales. And, and that's one way to do it, that Dominic and I really felt strongly about doing it. Taking on an outside investor means I have to report to somebody. It means I don't get the lifestyle that I necessarily might perfectly want at all times. And Dominic and I both have beautiful and wonderful lifestyles that we love. But we also have a business that's scaling and growing. And the first four years of this business was really focused on the InHarmony Sound Lounge and the InHarmony Practitioner. At the time, it was a predecessor company called Holistic Health Science. We rolled everything into this new company when we rolled out the meditation cushion and uh, and began focusing on an Indiegogo campaign and starting to manage this thing online. The first four years of our business was just hustling. It was going to three or four events a week, setting up the sound lounge as often as possible, meeting the public where they were and going to farmers markets and meetups and trade shows and conferences and, and really getting out there and putting as many people on the technology as we can. Because even to the folks that are listening right now that are just hearing about vibroacoustic therapy for the first time, you might not get it. And that's okay until you feel it, until you really experience it. And that's what the business was really all about. Something shifted two years ago for our business. And that was taking the meditation cushion, which is obviously a lower price point and giving us the ability to go online and really investing in online marketing. So we're doing paid ad spend on Facebook and Instagram, 
once you go to my website, you're going to start to get retargeted. You're going to start to all of the different online mechanisms that you opt into, whether you know it or not, are actually really powerful these days. And I get phone calls all the time of people that are so grateful that they found our company based on marketing. You know, I, I was talking to a friend about vibration therapy. And then next thing I know, I start seeing your Facebook ads. And I'm super grateful that that happened, right? Other people, they're certainly in the comments that are not happy that they get targeted uh, with our ads. And that's okay. We remove them and we make sure they're not getting any more of our advertising and marketing. But we are now very heavily invested in press and PR, which is a great uh, example of what we're doing now on, on this podcast to get the message out, evangelizing our technology and talking about the benefits to the nervous system and overall health and, and um, uh, overall health and wellness. And then um, we do a lot on paid social. We do a lot on organic social. I go live on YouTube and Instagram and constantly talking about and evangelizing what we're doing. We have a couple of Telegram groups for our users and for our affiliates. So there's a lot that goes into this machine. And then, of course, there's all manufacturing. We manufacture in China. We manufacture in Tijuana. We assemble in, in San Diego. We've got a third-party logistics warehouse that handles all of our shipping and receiving. And they are an amazing team in Vista, California. So there's a lot that goes into running this business. And at one point, I did everything, sales, marketing, and 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 and, and front-of-house operations. At one point, Dom was doing everything in back of house operations, and and now we've grown to bring on partners and and sweat into this business and understood and systematized different things, and eventually got something to a point where we're like, okay, this process is really good. Let's outsource this to this company that does this thing really, really well, and then let's integrate that into our process. And then, okay, that came off my plate. Now, what else can I focus on that's next? Okay, great. Now let's get this systematized and let's offboard offload this to somebody else. And okay. What else can, and you're just building these building blocks to put together a business that's now to a point where it actually is fun. It was always fun. <laughs> but now that Shopify ding, another Canadian company, right? That Shopify cha-ching goes off and I could be recording a podcast with you and all of the mechanisms, the evergreen content, the educational content, everything that we've put together is working online. And, and I'm able to focus on being with my family, which is absolutely a priority for me, or more importantly, sitting in front of this desk, creating evergreen content and teaching, training, and educating people, evangelizing vibroacoustic therapy and in harmony tech. And, and it's starting to really start to flow and, and, and really build beautifully. I think we are at a point in time in our lives, Dustin, that, uh, that is really unprecedented. Uh, the very fact that we're sitting here on Zoom and shortly thereafter, this recording, you're going to cut and edit it and broadcast this out onto a handful of different uh, podcasting platforms, YouTube. And, and really, you and I have the production value of what 10 years ago would have been, you know, maybe a 20 or $30,000 endeavor. And we're doing it with a high quality Bluetti mic, right? And, and a couple of other things that it's just really remarkable what we're capable of doing today with these devices. You don't even need all of this stuff. The microphone on an iPhone 14, not that that's a cheap investment, but that one investment, and you can quite literally begin making videos on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and start to evangelize your message. And if you have the right landing page and the right funnel and, and a couple other things, it's just a very prosperous the... time. 
it, it's sort of the whole online because you got an online play business. It's very tangible. Again, we we do you know finance. It's very intangible. So I'm always fascinated with you know uh, it's like oh well if I had a physical product that'd be so easy to sell. It's it's not that easy because you like me are you're trying to attract attention from someone's wallet. Yeah. And, and you're trying to uh, to lay out a benefit for somebody and and a, an emotional reason and or you know, maybe for logical you know people it's a logical reason. But what is the the number one thing that you've been doing or that was like maybe an aha for digital marketing? Because it is as somebody who who practices in that space. Uh, it's SEO, it's geotargeting, it's geofencing, it's all this on and on. Like if you ask a marketing company for a, a menu of what they can do for you, you're like, what are all these words? So yeah. what's been the one thing that's kind of helped you or broken through the, the digital noise out there for advertising? Well, you know, I, look, I think the first is the most broadest of all, which, which, and we'll get more, more um, uh, focused, but the first thing is having an omnipresence. Um, so many different uh, people uh, what? omnipresence. Okay. Right. So I want, when I'm looking at marketing and, and I am, a, I do have a degree in marketing, although it was, I graduated in Oh four and that was, uh, you know, just a different world marketing back then, but I've been learning as I go, of course, like most of us, um, this omnipresence. So when I was in, when I was in college and university and we were talking about how many impressions somebody needed to see before they're able to make a purchase, it was like seven, something like that. Now, the estimates that I hear are up in the 30s. Like they need to see your brand and see your brand over and over and over again to build trust, right? So to answer your question more, more poignantly, the most important thing for me to invest in is educational content online. Um, that can be repurposed on multiple platforms or just frankly one platform. If you just focus on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, whatever it is in the very beginning, it's about focusing your energy on one platform and getting really good at that messaging and educating your client. Doesn't matter if it's a service-based business. It doesn't matter if it's a product. It doesn't matter if you're a brand or a coach. Um, we live in a world of content and building a personal brand as well as bringing, building around your business's brand is really about, from my perspective, education and content getting really good at being in front of the camera, whether it's a podcast and you're talking to somebody else or whether it's in front of a ring light, these yeah. $40 on Amazon, like we're not talking about large sums of money anymore and, um, and, and speaking your truth and evangelizing what you're excited about and talking to the one person that's watching. I think that's one of the biggest tips that I could probably have for somebody also a lot of folks like to start their videos with like, hey, everyone, everyone isn't watching your video. One person is watching your video. And right. there might be multiple people on multiple screens watching your video at one time, but you really want to speak to that one person that is consuming your content and make it super personal for that person. What trials and tribulations are they going through? How can you help them? What, jump inside to the psyche of that person and then speak directly to their soul. And just be as authentic and true as you possibly can to your mission, your vision, your product, your service, whatever it might be, and provide as much value as possible. And this is, I think, something that's really hard. You got guys like Gary Vee that are out there talking about 
um, you know, just give away content, just give it all away. And I could not agree with him more. It is so important this day and age that you are giving away your secret sauce. And we certainly do. We give our app away. Uh, well, I just gifted a one year subscription to our app. Right. Um, and I know that that will turn into friends and family um, coming to our app and ultimately taking care of our bottom line, which sustains our business and pushes us forward. Um, but giving that content away to talk about, I'm constantly talking about vibroacoustic therapy. I'm constantly talking about how you set and reset your nervous system. Not only that, but I'm telling people, you don't need my app or my tech to do it. Just sit down underneath the tree or sit down in your chair and take a few deep breaths. And people are like cringing, like, wait a minute, Craig, you have a business and you need to sell product. And yes, I do. But this day and age, it's about teaching, training, educating, and creating that evergreen content. And I think that's probably one of the most important aspects of what I do day in and day out. Yes, I have firms that help me and, and companies that help me push the message out. And But that was something that I was doing in the very beginning. I still post all of our videos on TikTok. I'm the only one who does that. Um, mm -hmm. I record the videos, I edit them, and then I put them up. doesn't take long. I'd use the TikTok editor to put up a couple stickers and a couple things and, and it's out. So it hasn't been something I need to offload or offset yet because I'm the one that's creating the content. Somebody sends me a message into our support inbox and, and I go, you know what, I'm going to answer this person over email and I'm going to record a video because if they have this question, other people probably have that question too. And amassing that online database of content is probably the most important things that you can do in today's business environment to build your business in an online way. That, that was brilliant and way more than uh, I was expecting. So thank you uh, very much for that. And I know we are we are almost uh, at the end of our journey, but I, I think you're in Vegas. I feel like right? we just got started. Though. I know, I know. This is, is going to be a part two. Uh, yeah, and Justin's going to be laughing. My producer like, man, you had so much energy. Why'd you stop? Uh, we do have another show. So this, uh, this you live in Vegas, right? I do, I do. So, I've had someone from Abu Dhabi. I've had someone from Scottsdale, and the town that that I actually live in, or you know, where my office is, uh, is about two hundred twenty thousand people, and it is uh, it's the California of Canada. It's Kelowna, British Columbia. It's a uh, lot of similarities. So yeah. lots of fancy cars, lots of fit people, uh, lots of pretension, and I, you know, Kelowna mayor is going to hate me for saying that, but. It is a great town. It's a beach town. It's got a great tourist uh, vibe and business vibe. But for you living in Vegas, what is what is actually off the strip? Like what is someone who is a 43-year-old business owner? Like what is wealth as a person in actually in Vegas? What is status? What like Help me understand what it, what it actually looks like. I'm so I've like been here since 2019. My wife is actually at Area 15. For anybody that's been to Vegas, Area 15 is a 200,000 square foot art, retail, and entertainment complex. It is a behemoth. Meow Wolf is in there. It's my wife has been part of the build team, and and she's she's been there for three and a half years. Uh, she runs uh, Wild Muse, which is a storefront there. So that's what keeps us grounded in Vegas. I can run this business from anywhere for In Harmony Interactive. And Area 15. That's what it's called. Area 15. Yeah, it's okay. awesome. And uh, my wife's store is called Wild Muse, and she's the merchandiser and buyer for that store and, and help get it off the ground. Um, lots of festival gear, festival wear, and, and it's uh, Area 15 is just a Burning Man inspired playground for for adults. It's really and kids for that matter. It's really awesome. Yeah. But that's what keeps us grounded here in Vegas. I've been coming to Vegas. I was originally born in New York. I lived in then I lived in San Diego. 
I uh, went to college and university in Manhattan, lived in Manhattan for 10 years, then moved to San Diego with my wife. Then we lived in a motorhome, traveling all over the country. And we would always come through Vegas. Um, Vegas is just centrally located on the on the west side of the country. The, the 40 is close enough. The 15 comes straight through town. And we have family and friends here that have always made it very easy for us to come here. So I love this town. First of all, I'm a New Yorker. I'm a 24-7 kind of guy. This is a 24-7 town. San Diego was super sleepy for me. Being on the road was super sleepy for me, even though it was super rejuvenative and relaxing. But I really love this town. I'm on the strip probably twice a month. I mean, I'm really not there often. But when I want... So I was actually this week, I was there twice. I was there last night for uh, <laughs> for dinner and uh, and Tuesday night, my wife and I actually went to a, a show that just opened at the wind called The Awakening, which was just absolutely epic. So uh, I grew up in New York. I love going to Broadway. I love going to shows. I love being entertained. And this town certainly packs a punch when it comes to entertainment. And I can go to that whenever I want. Otherwise, I live 10 minutes from the strip. There's hiking. There's lots of desert area. My RV is parked right outside my house. I can go travel and I can get out of town. I'm a five-hour drive to San Diego. The international airport that we have here, I can fly anywhere in the world. I'm pretty sure the casino subsidized the flights going out of Vegas too, because <laughs> it seems like it's so inexpensive to fly anywhere in the world. Uh, we got Mount Charleston, which is 12,000 feet. I've got snow skiing and snowboarding, albeit it's a small mountain, but it's, it's 45, 50 minutes from my front door. I live in a nice, quiet neighborhood. You'd never know we were in Vegas. Um, and, um, and I really just love everything about this town. The other thing that I really love about this town is that everybody comes through Vegas typically once or twice a year for a trade show, a conference, a party weekend, bachelor, bachelor party, whatever. So I get those text messages quite a bit, like, Hey, I'm inbound. I land in three hours. And, and I love that, right. I love family and friends and community. And, and I love that aspect of it for me. What I really love about this town is how accessible business is. And, and to echo your sentiment and to really get down to the core of why we're here, all these trade shows, all these conferences, all these people are coming through and using this town and our meeting centers as, as really a center spoke for global and international trade. And that gives me unbelievable opportunities to showcase our technology across multiple industries and really talk and speak at these events and trade shows. So I am, I'm a keynote speaker. I talk about the art of relaxation. I talk about the science of mindfulness and I'm constantly teaching people how to relax. And maybe we can come back and dive into the nervous system and, and really start to dive into what it takes to truly relax and the benefits, obviously, of living in a high strung world to be able to center yourself and relax yourself throughout the course of the day uh, and really using that as a powerful tool. I'm going to hold you to it, Greg, because I think it'd be a great that. part too, and uh, lots of interest in that. So, and you, in sort of to finish off that that question again, you've got a two year old, you got a business, you live in Vegas, you try to stay focused. How how do you manage your own wealth? Like, I'm not asking you to disclose your wealth. I'm asking you, like, how do you make the decision to put money away in savings, or how do you decide to, you know, buy an RV that, like. It, you know, and it, it, you know, people stall those decisions because it's like, well, when I'm retired and I have made it, I'll have that. Well, it's like you're doing well already now, but it's like I think that's something that people are often curious about, not to compare to other people, but just to kind of know what's out there. Of like, do you put all your money back into your business, and you're like, that's it, and I'm going to, I'm going to exit, and you know, that's or or how do you spread it out, or what do you do? 
All right. So uh, first of all, I'm an entrepreneur. And as an entrepreneur, I am super, uh, uh, I'm a risky guy just in general, right? I mean, like, it's really just like throwing your cares to the wind and just running at this passion that you have. And, and look, there were many stretches in building the first four years of this business where there was no salary. There was nothing that was taken out of this business. It was just all going into the business to create the tech and an investment. Right. And I'm very happy and very proud about that. Um, but as that relates to the rest of my world and my wife and I have completely different views on wealth and investing, it's, it's very entertaining and bless her beautiful soul. I, I, to put up with the amount of risk that I impede upon this uh, this family, uh, look while still being safe. Okay, um, the the motorhome that's sitting outside it's twenty years old. It's not brand new. Uh, we own it outright. It literally fell in our lap. The universe was like, you need to have a motorhome and you need to use it for business, and we did. And it was an epic twenty six months full time living on the road. Um, but even that, uh, I'm a Jew from New York. I'm actually quite stingy with my cash in in a lot of ways. And I'm also quite um, luscious and uh, and loose. Um, for me, if it's going to provide an experiential value, I'm I'm all in, right? Renting a nice car when I could rent, you know, from dollar rent a car for thirteen bucks a day, but I splurge because I'm spending fifty or fifty five dollars a day or seventy five dollars a day. For me, it's those little things that make it all worthwhile. Uh, fortunately or unfortunately, more towards the unfortunately side, I've lost a lot of friends early in life. And at 43 years old, today could be the last day that I'm walking on this earth. I feel great. I take care of my mind, body, and spirit, but I could be driving on the road. And unfortunately, somebody hops that divider and hits me head on and lights out. It would suck. And I hope that's not the case. Uh, and I'm certainly not manifesting and, and pushing towards that. Um, and it's a reality. And I think all of us take for granted the current moment and the present moment through saving for the future. And look, saving and investing in your future is very important. Um, having a nest egg, taking 10% of what you earn, which I do, and putting it into a savings account. And then from that savings account, trickling down automatically into a high risk portfolio and a low risk portfolio. These are all things that foundationally I know are important and I do on a regular basis. And if there's something good going on, I, I tend to say yes, which is why I love it when those text messages come in and my buddy's like, bachelor party, I'm inbound, see you in three hours. And I'm like, cool. I look around and I'm like, can I go make this happen? I'll say to my wife, like, hey, can I go make this happen? I go, absolutely. Go pick him up, right? Because she knows how important that is to me. Um, right. I'm also not getting immersed in five days of of bachelor and bachelorette parties on, on the strip. That doesn't happen. <laughs> you see, you've, those days are over for a while. Got set. We set boundaries. <laughs> I actually have a really interesting, this is, so this is my, my whole theory and concept when it comes to the strip. When I get that text message, I reply and I say, that's great. If you want to come to my house, my door's always open. Come and stay as long as often as you want. If you want me to come to the strip, you get three hours. Yeah. All weekend, three hours. You want me to come out to dinner? You got it. You want me to come to the pool and hang? You got it. You want me to go to after hours? I will figure out a way to make that happen, even though that's not my favorite. But if that's what you want me to do, I'll figure out a way to make that happen. But you get three hours and I turn into a pumpkin and I'm back to my family. Yeah. And um, it's important to have those boundaries, including with finances, right? So for me, it's about, uh, first of all, my business is my baby and my family is, is what's most important. So like anybody else that wants to provide for the business and provide for the family, I do what I need to do to get it done when I need to get it done. And I always make sure that cash flow is there. And I always make sure that if I need to go wait tables, bartend, bar back, work a door, whatever, 
I've been working part-time since I'm 14, working full-time since I'm 19. Like you go and you get it done and you figure out a way. There are so many different ways that you can make money in this world right now that um, I'll always go out and get it done. And I'll always make sure that they're taking care of my business and my, my family. And, um, and then I'm, I'm pretty much, I can be found having fun and, and, and investing in experiential things. Well, I think, yeah, that's, I can't remember if it was Tim Ferriss or somebody else said, you know, when he looks at investments, uh, you know, he has a real like conservative or venture. And so when he looks at it, he'll look at it from a standpoint of like, am I going to learn something that's going to help me in my bigger purpose mission? Uh, Am I going to meet people in the investment that also could help me in the bigger purpose mission? So that if the investment goes for shit, he still acquired some things. And I think, you know, and Grant Cardone's another guy that talks about investing in your skills, especially for younger listeners. You know, you're like, well, I don't have a million bucks to buy an apartment building or even 200 to buy a condo to rent out. It's like, well, do you have 1500 bucks to take a course to up your skills? Whatever that means to you. And so that- of those courses are free now. Totally. And that's a majorly under-preached thing in, uh, well, you went to university, so it's like in in high school, university, uh, it's like, well, go get this. Well, you know, there's lots of courses that would up your game and uh, definitely not talked about in the financial planning world. It's uh, it's, let us take your money and uh, make you feel scared and you better give me all of it and we'll invest it. So that's I want to break that down. I want to break down that message to to say to people, you know, there's different ways of doing it. So we all get the same 86,400 seconds every single day and how you invest that time. I'll never forget it as how you invest that time, whether it's into quality time with family, whether it's into building a business, whether it's into investing in yourself from an educational standpoint, I'm 43 years old. I went to school for six and a half years. I graduated with a double major, a double minor, and two 15-credit concentrations. I love to learn. I didn't love to learn until I got to college. My high school, middle school, elementary school, I didn't like school at all. It just didn't resonate with me. It felt very forced. And by the time I started college and I started working full-time, and all of a sudden, it was all relative to me. Like All of a sudden, I I had a full-time job. I was selling telecom services in New York City, going door-to-door. And all of a sudden, I was taking psychology classes. I was taking argumentation and debate classes. I was taking these these communications classes, business classes. And all of a sudden, it was super relative to how I was applying it. And I think a lot about becoming a tradesman or or getting some hyper-focused education or content, consuming content that's relative to what you're doing. I I think this is like, we're, we're, we're really in the middle of a new renaissance of bringing education and and all of this transfer of knowledge, you can hop on YouTube and Google just about anything and find pretty good advice yeah. in, in just about any topic that's out there. And yet we know so many people, because we both know these people, they exist, that come home after a long day's work and they go onto the couch and they just aimlessly surf through the channels or they watch their dramas or they watch their housewives or whatever it is when they could be watching educational content right? They could come home, make dinner, do a little meditation just to reset, rejuvenate, maybe even take a nap. I'm a big napper. I love the good <laughs> 20, 45 minute nap in the, in the middle of the afternoon to rejuvenate and, and, and regenerate. And then sit down and focus on yourself, whatever that looks like. If you do just that, work eight hours, come home, eat dinner, take a nap, wake up, 
work on a side hustle and you do that for just two hours a day, five days a week, and you do that on a long enough timeline, you're going to be successful and you're going to stop that day job and you're going to have excess capital that you can then invest. And, and as long as you pay yourself first, you can build yourself a year goes by like that. I mean, just like that, look how fast this pandemic went by. And I know it was pretty hellish above the border, but like time just flies by. Right. You notice that that same 86, 400 every day. Wait till your two-year-old seven, 10, 12. And you're like, you know, now I I have friends whose kids are like, say 13, 14. And they say like, really, I got four summers left. You know, you kind of go like, holy shit like that. So yeah, you're, you're bang on Craig. We could go on forever and we're going to have you for a part two. I promise you. Uh, So uh, where can people find you? I know you've talked about it a little bit, but where can people find you and find uh, your information? Yep. So my, uh, my company is in harmony interactive, I N H A R M O N O Y. Just one word in harmony. You can find us, uh, I am in harmony.com is our website. And we'll put a link down in the show notes where uh, we can get you a landing page for that one year free offer, as well as um, um, uh, all of our technology and, and of course, access to everything that we're doing. We're on all the socials, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, LinkedIn, just search in Harmony Interactive, Facebook, and uh, and you'll find us. A Google search brings us uh, straight to the top as well. And uh, super grateful for uh, your time, Dustin. A pleasure to get connected and dropped in. I am looking forward to part two. And to everybody that's listening, thank you. And I appreciate you. Thanks a lot, Craig. I echo your comments. Uh, I learned a lot. And uh, yeah, I look forward to it. Talk soon, buddy. Thank you for tuning into this episode. If you enjoyed the show, please like and rate the show, share with a friend, or use your new knowledge in your next conversation. If during the show something gave you a pang of inspiration, motivation, or sense of uncertainty, act on it now. Get the clarity you're looking for. Find the permission you seek. Go to servicewealth.com to discover how others are learning how to take Fridays off, or buying a recreation property, or spending more money. If you're an organizer of an event where you believe my philosophy on finance and lifestyle design would be applicable, Go to servicewealth.com and book me as a speaker at your next event. If you want a copy of our new book coming out soon, send me a message on Instagram or Facebook and we will be sure to get you a first copy.